that feeling of contribution of contributing to like somebody else and vice versa, you know, I get so much from that. That's a really amazing feeling. Welcome everyone to do well and do good. You're here because you have the desire to create financial freedom, but you also want to make a powerful, positive impact on the world. This podcast exists to tell the inspiring stories of men and women who have achieved both, people who do well and do good. I'm your host, Dorothy Ilson, and I'm here to help you discover proof that individuals have the ability to make a massive impact. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 46 of the Do Well and Do Good podcast. I want to thank you for being here as always. And if you have been enjoying this show, it would mean the world if you could take a moment or two to share your favorite episode with one or two other people who you think would find value from this also. It goes such a long way in helping to spread the show, spread this message, and I would be so grateful. Today's guest is the phenomenal Kate Erickson. Kate is the creator, engager, and implementer behind EO Fire, a business that helps entrepreneurs ignite their dream life centered around an award-winning podcast with over 2,000 episodes. Kate is a systems genius. She's host of the podcast Kate's Take and co-author of the Podcast Journal, Idea to Launch in 50 Days, which you can find at thepodcastjournal.com. I'll tell you a quick story. I was at an event last year where Kate and her partner, John Lee Dumas, were both featured speakers. And one thing that I'm struck by every time I'm at a conference is so often when you're talking to someone, it feels like they're kind of almost looking over your shoulders, seeing if there's anyone more important they could be meeting. But not with Kate. The first time I met her, the thing I was most struck by was that as we were chatting, It was like I was the only person in the room. She's totally locked in. And it's just a simple example to illustrate how besides being a master at creating freedom in business and life through systems, Kate is also so compassionate, so kind, and just an all-around amazing human. So with that, Kate, thank you for coming on the show today. I'm absolutely thrilled to have you here. Dorothy, you're so welcome. Oh my goodness, that was like so sweet of you to... What kind words. Thank you so much. Well, it's absolutely true. And Kate, I know that you are the person who really makes the magic happen at EO Fire. But at one point, you were actually working in corporate where, like so many people, you had to depend on others to give you opportunities. I'm hoping that you could take us back to that time in your life. You know, what was it like and what happened that made you realize you needed to forge a different path? Yeah, you know, the way that you put it, I really was depending on others to give me opportunities because back then I didn't realize that it was up to me to create my own opportunities. I thought that if I showed up to my job and if I reported to my boss and I did what I was told to do, that like I would get back what I wanted. Turns out that's not necessarily the case. (laughs) Definitely not. Yeah. So I was at this job. I had been um, working at the same company in the same position with the same title and the same pay, like same everything for over three years. And looking back on it, you know, looking back on so many things in our lives, we have all these lessons learned that we can turn to. But this one for me was such a huge mindset shift. So I had just had my three-year review again for the third year in a row. Nothing changed. And I was really frustrated. I was starting to like really get the sense that Nobody appreciated me or the things that I was doing. And I was just kind of fed up with it, but I didn't know what to do about it. So I went into my job one day 
And my boss said, I have this amazing opportunity for you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my patience is about to pay off. There's this opportunity that I'm going to get. So she tells me about this position. It's a major you know, bump up for me, given the position that I was in. It was a major pay raise and I was going to be moving to San Francisco. So I love San Francisco. I'm like, oh my gosh, all these amazing things are happening to me. Like, this is so cool. It does work that way. Like if I just do all the things for long enough, then I'll get what I want, which I thought was this promotion. I'll mention at the time, that's what equaled success to me is that, you know, if I could tell people that I got a promotion, if I could tell people that I got a pay raise, if I could tell people that my job was sending me to San Francisco, you know, it just sounded so important. So I jump on the line with the hiring manager as a formality, I was told. And I thought I had this job in the bag. My boss told me, my current boss at that time was like, she wants you. I do the interview process, everything. I'm so excited. I tell my parents about it. I'm looking for apartments to rent in San Francisco. I'm buying like a new wardrobe. This is also ridiculous, right? But I was really that excited about it. And I really felt that moved by the fact that I was finally climbing this corporate ladder. So I get a phone call from the hiring manager one day. She says, Kate, our interview was amazing. You're perfect for this position. I love everything about what you would bring to the table. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Like, where is it? And then she says, but we decided that we're going to hire outside the company. Oh, gosh. I just felt flatline, like hit by a Mack truck, heart stops. I can't breathe. I didn't know what to say. There was a lot of things I wanted to say, but I couldn't (laughs) say those things. (laughs) I wouldn't say those things. But... Man, that was such a huge smack in the face and just really disappointing, really heartbreaking, heart-wrenching in a lot of ways because of everything that I had built up in my mind and in my emotions going into this. So that's what happened with that job. I mean, it just that day I promised myself that I would quit that job and that there was something else out there for me that was better. Well, it just proves that you can do absolutely everything right and give it your all and still, you know, not get to where you want to go because other people are just calling the shots. So what happened from there? Did you quit? Did you, like, what was, what was it like? Yeah. So I, w- I was so excited that I had this empowering moment where I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I, there's something else out there for me. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to go find it. I gave myself six months because I didn't really have a runway and I didn't have another job to go to and I had rent and a lot of bills to pay. So I gave myself six months in that job. I didn't tell anyone I was going to quit. I kept coming in. I kept doing my job and I started planning out a budget for myself. Like, How am I going to start to save out the money so that I can leave this job and try and start my own business? That was the first time ever I had thought like, wait, if I don't like working for other people or having other people decide like what happens next for me, why don't I go out and make those decisions for myself? What if I was in charge of what happened to me next? And that was really hard because I had no idea what entrepreneurship was or what it would be like to start my own business. I just knew that I needed more money in the bank that I had at that time. Over those next six months, I started looking at my job from a whole new perspective. Instead of looking at it as like, Uh, these tasks are the most boring thing I've ever done in my life. I started looking at it as like, how can I use the skills and the expertise and the things that I'm doing in my job right now? How can I get those to work for me after I leave here? So I started going into work re-energized by that, thinking I'm not just going to look at this as a spreadsheet. I'm going to look at this as 
Like, how could this help me in my own business? And that really made a huge difference in my attitude towards work over those next six months and just my perspective of moving forward, looking past that. And then I went and turned in my notice. They tried to convince me to stay. I said, no. Then I I quit my job. That's absolutely amazing. And I know that your career has taken so many twists and turns. Your entrepreneurial journey has taken so many twists and turns since then. And you do a ton of blogging, a ton of podcasting so that people can learn all about that. But I'm curious now today, your expertise is really around how to create systems around your business that really give you lifestyle freedom and and help you to create not just the business of your dreams, but the life of your dreams. So I'm curious first, like for anyone who's new to that concept, could you describe what you mean by systems and why they're so vital? I like to think of systems as something that can help you do something a lot easier in less time. Something that you do all the time in your business, all the time in your everyday life. Um, It's really just about putting a set of steps in place that you can follow every time you do that. Hopefully, some of those steps you can either automate or delegate to um, even free up more of your time. But when it comes to systems, it's really just about putting a set of steps in place that you can follow to help you save time and do things faster. And that is like baseline what we're talking about here. And I always go back to um, the very first time John and I ever took time away from our business was back in 2014. So uh, the business was almost two years old. And uh, we wanted to take a trip to Europe and we wanted to take it completely unplugged. We had a lot of different things going on in our business at the time. We ran a mastermind. We had our Podcasters Paradise online community. We had a daily podcast publishing. I was publishing my podcast. So trying to prepare for that trip and understand how we were going to actually unplug but not have our business go under during the time that we were gone, we ended up setting up a ton of systems to help all of those things that I just mentioned run without us. And that's really the value in setting up systems in your business so that if you do want to go on a vacation and unplug, or even if you just want to work six hours a day instead of 10 hours a day, that is possible and systems are how you do it. It's so easy to let your business just totally consume you. And that's really not the reason any of us went into business for ourselves. And so I know that you recently took this idea of unplugging during travel to a entirely new level. Uh, You took a 60-day trip through Europe with the goal of only working an hour a day. Is that right? Were you successful at that? Tell me all about it. Yes, it was so amazing. So we did, uh, we not only put systems to work for ourselves, but we put batching to work for ourselves too. And so for the month leading up to our 60 days in Europe, we batched everything. So we're very lucky to have our business set up in a way. And when I talk about systems, I really like to mention this as well, because it's not just about setting up systems so you don't have to do certain things in your business or so that you could do them easier. It's also an exercise in understanding what type of business you want to run. And if you want to run the type of business where you're doing one-on-one coaching and you you have maybe a community that relies on you to be there like in-person for in-person events more power to you. That's awesome. But you need to understand what type of business that is so that when you do come up to an opportunity like John and I going away on a 60-day vacation, that was possible because of the way that we've set up our business. So we were able to batch our podcast episodes, our email newsletters, our community digests that we send out. 
And then to your point, yes, we only worked an hour a day, which was absolutely invigorating and inspiring and reassuring and so many different things. I have so many lessons learned from the time that we were away because stepping away from the business and not, as you said, getting kind of stuck in those every day, like wake up, do work, get stuck in work, do more work, go to bed type of routine. You know, I was able to recognize a lot of things about the way that we're running our business. So we did have two out of the 60 days where we worked full days it was at a point in the trip that we were like, I could totally use a work day right now. Like John and I love what we do. So this isn't about us like running away from our business or being like so sick of doing what we do every day. It was just, again, an amazing opportunity to travel and have that time. But that hour a day that we did work, you know, we were looking at emails, we were staying connected to our community, we were on social media to um, continue to support the communities that we do run and be present there. And it came out that our bottom line was not affected. Our income and gross and net revenue stayed the same. I actually just recorded a podcast episode about this. I almost feel like our connection with our audience and community grew stronger because we were able to share something so personal with them. We have an entire post on our site that's all of my travel journals from every single place we visited. Like We brought our audience along on that journey with us. And that's really special to be able to do something like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And two days of full work days out of two months is pretty amazing. So Kate, I'm curious, what drives you in business and in life? It's our audience. It's really like the people that are on the other end of what it is we're putting out there. The content that we create, the podcast episodes that we share, the connections that we help people make with each other. Hearing that that's inspiring other people to change the way that they live their life. And, you know, maybe hearing from somebody that they're in a position in corporate America that they don't like, and they don't know a way out, and they don't know that there's anything different, but they hear one of our podcast episodes. And because of hearing somebody else's journey, they realize that they can do the exact same thing. I'm getting chills right now. That is what drives me. That's what makes me want to continue doing what we do every day. Because I used to be that person and I didn't know a way out and I didn't know that there was anything different and I had no idea how to start my own business. So the fact that we can help other people live their best life and know that there are other options out there besides going into a job every day that you hate, I feel for those people and I I want this message to get out there so that other people do know that they can be the author of their own life. I completely understand. I mean, when I was leaving college, I my plan the entire time was to be an accountant. It never actually occurred to me that I could do something different. Like this had just been my path. And so two weeks after graduation, I ended up calling up PwC and quitting that job before I'd even started. And it was just this massive realization to see that, wow, like I don't actually have to do this. I can just not go. (laughs) I can do something I'm excited about. And so I wonder what the Kate from that time in corporate America would think if she could get a peek at your life right now. She would be like, what? I literally don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Kate, how has the success that you've created with EO Fire impacted your ability to give back and make a difference for things that you really care about? The people who we've connected with as a result of putting this type of business content podcast out there is really mind-blowing. Like I 
never would have thought that we'd be connected and have relationships with the amazing people that we have relationships with today. I'm not just talking about like big names. I'm talking about everyone who we come across when we go to events and conferences and get to interact with our community and our audience members. It reminds you that spending time to talk to one person and like, you know, in the online world, you hear so much about scaling and you hear so much about reaching thousands and and millions of people. And I'm all about that. I want to reach as many people with our message as we can, but I don't let it overshadow the fact that I still want one-on-one connections and I still want to go to events and with you, Dorothy, be in a room with a hundred different people, but just have it be me and you talking and have that be a meaningful conversation. That feeling of contribution, of contributing to like somebody else and vice versa, you know, I get so much from that. That's a really amazing feeling. So to be able to take that feeling and 10x it by then not only giving back to an individual, but being able to give back to an organization or to an education system or to a group of people who are inspiring other kids to learn about entrepreneurship, like no matter what it is, the connections that we've made through our podcast have opened my eyes to organizations and people doing things that I don't think I ever would have come across otherwise. It opens your eyes to the fact that so many other people are doing this. Like so many other people give back so much of, of what they create and what they generate. And that's really amazing because in corporate America, like it was all about how can we make our business more money? And I don't feel like it's like that. You know, a lot of people have that preconceived notion about online marketing and online business that it's all about generating revenue. But to me, I see a lot of people doing things to give back to other people. And that's, I I haven't experienced that anywhere else. I completely agree. And I mean, it's really what this show is all about. You know, the, the more that you can do to create success in your own life, not only are you going to reap the benefits of that, but you're going to be able to overflow and and use that to help other people and to really make an impact that's going to be lasting you know, so far beyond just you as an individual. Well, Kate, I want to thank you for everything that you shared with us today. Unfortunately, we are running out of time. So I'd like to move into what I call the impact round. So I'm going to ask you a series of short questions and I'd like for you to respond with just the first answer that pops into your head. Ready? Yes. Awesome. So who has been the most impactful person in your journey to do well and achieve financial success? Oh, okay. So I will probably have to say my dad. Nice. Why is that? Gosh, when I look back to just growing up and the lessons that were instilled in, you know, myself and my sister around being kind to other people, doing things that, you know, make you feel great about yourself, um, giving back, saving money. Um, You know, my household was very much like a don't get a dollar and then give it away, you know, get a dollar and save it for something really important or really special to you. So I really strongly believe that so much of money mindset and that comes from early childhood. And, you know, he was really awesome about talking to us about that kind of stuff and um, making sure that that we understood that a dollar is a big deal. Like that's important. (laughs) Absolutely. Then who's been the most impactful person in feeding your drive to do good and really make an impact? Would that be your dad too or someone else? Yeah. If I look at it in that respect, he certainly had a big hand in that. But you know, John is like such a huge influencer for me as well. And um, sometimes I feel kind of like weird saying that, you know, we're in relationship and business and in life. 
but he's really motivated and showed me a new perspective on life. And um, so much of what we've been able to give back through our business has been, you know, kind of like spearheaded by him. So he's certainly been a big influence. Kate, when you're having a bad day or if you find yourself in a negative headspace, what do you do to get yourself out of the funk? Uh, You know, sometimes it's all about taking a deep breath, stepping back and realizing that we have such a great opportunity to do what we do. And we're so lucky and I'm so grateful for the ability to get on a microphone and talk to you, to get on a call or record a podcast episode and have a hundred people listen to that the next day. It is really tough to get out of that space sometimes, but I think if we remind ourselves how lucky we are for the opportunity to do what we do, that we can kind of readjust that to say... I'm really lucky to be able to do this right now. Yes, I might be frustrated, but there's a lot of people that don't have that same opportunity. So you better use it wisely. (laughs) For sure. And I know this is going to be a tough one, but what book do you find yourself recommending to people most often? I would have to say Essentialism. Um, It's by Greg McEwen. It's It's all about like time management and what we say yes to. I've read it probably four times. I recommend it to everyone. I'm ordering it the second we get off this call. And then last question of the impact round. What is the best piece of advice related to happiness that you'd give our listeners? This is actually the best piece of advice period for me, but I strongly believe that it has so much to do with happiness is to trust your gut. Like I second guess everything. And I tend to spend a lot of time being like, what decision should I make? Should it be this or this or this? And I get like... You know, I manifest like so much stress in that way. And it tends to bog you down when you're just like constantly like, am I making the right decision? I'm not making the right decision. And that can really mess with your happiness, of course. And so I've been really trying to practice that more often. Just trust your gut, you know, regardless of what decision you make or what path you get on, it's going to teach you a lesson. Hopefully it's going to be, you know, this amazing outcome and you're going to love it. And hopefully is going to teach you a lot of amazing lessons, even if it's not maybe the right path, it's getting you one step closer to where you're supposed to be. Now, Kate, as you know, here on the show, we have what I like to call the do well and do good challenge. So this is where I encourage our listeners who do want to give back to contribute to the nonprofits that are nominated by our guests. Could you tell me what organization that you'll be nominating and why it's so meaningful to you? Yes. So I'll nominate Pencils of Promise. And Pencils of Promise is an organization that builds schools in developing countries um, where there otherwise would not be education or opportunities brought. This organization's super special to me. We actually had Adam Braun, the founder, on our podcast uh, four years ago now. Um, And that was my very first introduction to Pencils of Promise. Ever since we've been contributors to the organization, we've built over three schools in developing countries. And John and I had the opportunity to go on a mission to Guatemala and to actually see one of the schools that we had helped build. We got to spend an entire day going to these schools and learning about the programs that they've put into place there. I'm talking driving for hours on dirt roads where you would not even know that this place existed had you not been in that car. And going through communities where those parents never had the opportunity to go to school. They never had the opportunity to learn about what else is out there. And 
to see the kids in these schools learning about general hygiene practices. Like these aren't things that they know. It was a life-changing trip and I'm really grateful that we could be a part of it. It is such a powerful organization and the impact that they're making is massive. Now, if you out there are listening to this episode when it comes out, that means we're only a few days away from February 1st. So Pencils of Promise will be included in the Do Well and Do Good Challenge vote inside of our Facebook group to determine where we'll be making a donation on behalf of the podcast. So definitely go show your support for that organization. And if you are listening to the show and have interest in starting a podcast, then head to thepodcastjournal.com to cut your learning curve way short. And if you don't even know where to start or what your big business idea is, then head to yourbigidea.io where in just three hours, John and Kate will help you come up with your big idea. Kate, before we say goodbye, is there anywhere else our listeners should go to learn more about you, about EO Fire, and to follow your content? Yeah, everything that we do is over at eofire.com. I'm super, super grateful for this opportunity, Dorothy. It's always awesome to spend time with you. So thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. It's been fun. All right, everyone, that's our show. Now, before I sign off, I want to introduce any new listeners to how the Do Well and Do Good Challenge works. There are two ways that you can participate. The first is if you are looking to do more to give back, I encourage you to contribute to any of the nonprofits nominated by my guests. Send a screenshot of your receipt to challenge at dowellanddogood.co and your donation will be included in our monthly tally of the tangible impact this podcast is having. The second way you can participate is absolutely free and that's by voting. See, in the first couple days of each month, we host a vote inside of our free Facebook community to determine which of the nonprofits nominated the month before that I will then donate a portion of my advertising agency's profits to. It's an awesome way to make your voice heard, and we've been able to raise money for some incredible organizations doing good in the world. So if you'd like to be a part of it, then head over to dowellanddogood.co backslash Facebook, where you'll find a link to join the group. Once you're inside, I'm also sharing tips, ideas, resources, and more to help you both increase your income and your impact. We're having so much fun inside there. So head over again to dowellanddogood.co backslash Facebook, and I'll see you on the inside. It means the world to me to earn your time. So thank you so much for listening.